Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three, and here we are. Here we Damn. are, here all we of are. us. Yep. Yeah, two dogs, three humans. That's right, and two Pokemon cards. And two Pokemon cards. Hey, yeah, yeah and they kind of cheat the system. I thought we were only supposed to do one. Yeah, I thought we only had one, man. It's hard to decide. You always, you got to make a decision. It's part of your life no, skills. Don't show them to me, and I'll pick one. I'm pretty sure we've seen this one before. Okay. Gal Vantula. He looks see. familiar. I got a pretty good memory. He's a he's a, a slash type. He's two types, but I seem to remember that spider looking guy. Yeah, I think we may have. No, no. There I I have the last stage that looks pretty much like him too. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so let's hear this other one. Alright. Okay, just in case. Yeah. Its name is Ente. It's basic. Okay. It's um a fire type. It has 102 hit points. Its attacks are burning roar and combat blaze. Combat blaze does 20 plus damage and burning roar does zero damage. It does something. How many hit points does he have? 120. There you go. 
Not 102. 120. <coughs> it's good, man. And, and, then, and then the little thing. Yeah? Okay. First, I'll do these. No, you don't need to read that. Just okay. It is said... It is said that when it roars, a volcano erupts somewhere around the gulp, 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 globe, globe. Yeah. And it's actually a rare. Oh. It's a legendary Pokemon. Wow. I seem to remember him from one of the movies. Yeah. Then he save everybody, come in and be legendary. I think so. Yep. Sounds like him. I think I think that was like the Mewtwo Strikes Back or something. Jax is over it. He's like, I'm out of here. You guys are boring. <coughs> Came in here, licked the mic, <laughs> chewed on Rob's fingers. Yep. That's it. And, and, it. and knocked down the scooper for Snakey's fish. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's trying to sniff those out. Seems like typical puppy behavior. Yep. Exploring stuff. And he also knocked over the mic. Yep. Which Aka's trying to do now. He's like, I can be just as puppy. <laughs> Lay down, Aka. So what else been going on, dude? You getting ready for school next week? Yep. You guys going back to like full on school, huh? Mm-hmm. And also, actually, like every everyone we talked to heard good things about my new second grade teacher. Yep. Awesome. He's a, a lot good of teacher. people. My there were some people at the um what is it? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know what you're trying to There were some people at the Okay, what's it called? I mean what's the point of the story? Don't worry I, about where it's at. What is the point? Maybe I can fill in where it was at if I knew what you're trying to say. Uh, there were, um, there were some people that actually said some good things about her that they requested, but they didn't get. Oh yeah, between somebody we were talking to at the at the uh, farmers market just said that she had requested the teacher for her kid, but. Didn't get it, but and, anyways, so... And, and also my friend's mom... Yes, there's a laundry list of people yeah. that we have run across. We don't have to go through the whole list of everyone and what they said about your new teacher. She is a good teacher, and you are very lucky to have her. Yes. So that's... Yeah. Yes, that's it. We don't have to tell everyone how lucky you are. <laughs> you're just... A, you're lucky you have her. So, all right. But, uh, yeah, you got to wear masks... So we got to buy him some masks that actually fit, kind I, of. We already did. That's what I said. We had to buy you some. And then, yeah. That's Let's exciting. You guys haven't been in school since, what, like March? They kicked everybody out of school, right, around here? Yeah, it was. It was March. I think it was March. <sighs> yeah. That was the longest summer break in the history of summer breaks. Yeah, it was. It was like an old school summer. We actually kind of started to get a little bored towards the end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we'll, I'll be interested to see how long it, goes. it lasts for sure. But hopefully it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it works. It was, the teacher said that, I didn't even think about this, one of the side effects of all this is that, like, there are parents who are keeping their kids home and, and opting for online only. Like, you got mm -hmm. the choice. And so she said this is the first time in like forever that she hasn't had like 25 plus kids in a class. 
she's only got 15 kids. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome for the kids that are going. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I, but that's really cool. Yeah, and un- unfortunately, that has started to become a problem around here. Like, Fruta is growing, like, way faster than they ever anticipated. And so the schools and stuff are, you Just know, we're, we're starting to get overcrowded. Overcrowded, yeah. Yeah, so, is he... Why don't you not see how close you can possibly get to the microphone and the phone so that if any slight little thing happens, you end up bumping into them and touching them. You know what I mean? So we talk about these things. I guess. I guess. Well, that's cool, man. I'm excited for you. Get back, play with your friends, do some cool stuff. Yep. Make some new friends. It's all good times, dude. You got a haircut, it looks like. Got some new shoes. You think you need a haircut like me, dude? It's you come close. over to my house, man. I'll get that thing trimmed. I'll get than it was. I'll get you looking right. We'll get you trimmed up. He's not all shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, on man. Well, I guess that's it for the Pokemon update. And then the update. Unless you got something else for us. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Bye. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> he was getting ready to run down the list of everyone and exactly what they said. Because, we, you know, we were just, oh, you got a good teacher. And it's just started to get a little, like, now he's got to tell everybody. everybody. This that, person like, said this. Oh, this person said this. Yeah, and this person requested him and didn't get him. It's all like... You know, look, this is how lucky I am. This teacher's so great. This is how great they are. And it's like, dude, all right. It's funny. You, yeah. you picked up on it earlier and nipped it in the bud. You're oh, like, yeah. Well, I know him, man. He's a very detail-oriented guy. Huh. I wonder where he gets that from. I don't know. Can't imagine so, that. So, yeah, he will. He likes to explain stories. And he likes to talk a lot. He likes to talk a lot. God, again, I don't know where he and gets he, that from. And he explains <laughs> shit in excruciating detail. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, all these things are just so surprising. I know, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, uh, so, yes, I saw it. I recognized it uh, coming. So, <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to give school a try. Should we get a uh, pool going as to how long it's going to last? What do you think? Oh, fuck, man. If you got a guess. On, like, my gut feeling. Man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there's like three stages. Do we make it through the whole school year? No. Like... Probably not, you know, so it's like at what point are they going to pull the plug and it's either going to like if we can make it through the first like month or so, I think we'll make it at least through like Christmas break. You know, it's funny. That's that's about my line of thinking, too, was it's either going to end real soon. It's going to last like a month, maybe two max. And then they'll see. They're going to get like three cases and it's going to be like, wow, we're going to freak out and pull the plug. No. But I think if it makes it back past that threshold, then maybe it will go the whole year. You, you know, yeah. Because well, were- I think Christmas break will be that'll be one of those like because that's what happened with it this time was it was spring break. They sent them home for spring break and, and they, they just, just never, went never back. and they were like yeah oh, school you know blah 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 and they just never went back. So I think that Christmas break will probably provide that opportunity. Where they're just going to be like, yeah, we're just, you know, not going to have you guys come back. We're just going to shift to online learning because, you know, 
coronavirus cases are up or whatever. It's fucking, dude, it's so stupid. I was telling Kelly, like, they, you know, the governor just extended the 30 day or, or the mask, the mandatory mask uh, order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in it, part of it is like, you know, well, you know, we've seen a, a decrease in uh, coronavirus cases. And so the trend is definitely moving in the right direction, which, you know, shows that masks have been helping. And I'm like, you know, you know what else didn't happen in the last 30 days? Large gatherings of motherfuckers rioting and protesting shit also didn't happen. Oh, no, you can't talk. You can't bring that up. So not having those would also result in fewer coronavirus cases, too. But it's the fucking masks. It's not the large gatherings of assholes. Nope, you can't bring that up. Right. No, I know. I know. So they're not all assholes. I mean, there are some people in there. There are some legitimate things that need to be addressed. And there are some people in there that truly care about it. But there are a lot of just assholes. Yep. Uh, jumping on board with it. Yep. So yeah, it, to me it's amazing, dude. It's like it's like those things never happen. It's like a separate universe. They happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. They happen and coronavirus happened, but they happen separately. There, and there was just no fucking overlap at all. And it's just like, it's insanity. Like this is going to be one of those things when they, the history books look back and it's just going to be like, the fuck was wrong with these people like couldn't they see like what why would they just pretend that this had no impact dude like i so i got some first <laughs> first-hand experience with these, this real liberal lefty fucking bullshit so as you know i was in denver last weekend because, oh yeah because fucking you know, enclave. my my poor dog uh, that my ex had yeah. got hit by a car um so i went there to help her take care of it um <clears throat> but uh well first of all you know, dude, Denver is really lefty. I oh, mean, yeah. It, 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 it's, dude, it's, nowadays it is super lefty. Like, it is fucking crazy. I've been in this state for 13 years now. It's always kind of leaned that way a little bit since I've been here. But not like this. This is a different different thing. And is what I'm getting at. Well, one, even like 99% of the homeless people that I saw were wearing masks. More homeless people were masks in Denver than like just regular people here in Grand Junction. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> But then uh, what I'm, the more important detail I'm getting to is this, so we, you know, the dog got hit by a car. She was in the dog hospital for a week or so. And the doctors in there, nice people, they save a dog's life. I'm not going to knock them for that. But the way they would talk to us and treat us, and they are so careful as to not offend in any way, shape, or form, instead of just being cut and dry, like this is what we think, this is what's happened, it was fucking maddening. I mean, there was just so many just different things here and that they'd say, and I, dude, I was just, I was like, I can't talk to these motherfuckers. Like, talk to me like a person. Like, yeah. No, oh, no, man. Like, oh, well, we can't, you know, because uh, Dawn wanted to go see the dog when she's still in the hospital. You know, because, you know, you make a connection with your dog. And that, oh, yeah. that could even help to hear him. Because <clears throat> this dog is hurt in a strange environment with all yeah, the strange people. Yeah, doesn't know, what's going, doesn't know yeah. what's going on. So to go up there and spend some time, just pet her, is good. And any normal person would be like, yeah, of course. You've got a bond with your dog. We'll, we'll let you come see the dog for a little bit. You know, but the doctor's like, well, you know, he's like, I cannot. He's like, I can't comment on... The bond between you and your animal. You know, just like... Because like, apparently at one time he was afraid... Like, he mentioned a bond, you know... Like, assumed somebody had a bond with an animal. Maybe it offended him. Like, there was just so many comments like that were just like... 
Oh my fucking god, dude! Like, give it to us straight. Like, yeah, just, you spend more time worried about offending people than just delivering information. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what it was. So, and thankfully, man, we had like I was losing my shit. I was like, I can't talk to these people. Like, I can't listen to them. I can't talk to them. And I, because whatever the information they give us, then I would like, okay, here's what they're telling us, but they're afraid to say it. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thankfully, we had a good friend of ours. Um, she actually was our veterinarian here in town. And Dawn ended up becoming real good friends with her. She closed her practice down. Just She just decided to, but she still I mean, was a great vet. She took care of all her dogs. And so we sent all our records over to her. And she's like, I'd be happy to take a look at them. She took a look at them and then you know called us and talked to us. And she gave it to us straight. Yeah. And I was like, thank fucking God there's people out there like that. Because I knew she would. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't an asshole about it. And she even... <laughs> She even put it, tried to put it nicely with the other vet was doing. She's like, I, I, she's like, I see how they're talking. She's like, they're trying to give you hope, you know, but yeah. she's like, that's not always the best case. Yeah. You know, and so she gave it to you straight, but it's that lefty culture just is, dude, it's so frustrating, man. Yeah. You don't want to get, it's like, you don't want to offend people and, and how much of that is because like you genuinely don't want to offend people and how much of it is because you don't want to get fucking canceled. That's exactly what it is. It's, it, 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 and I can sense it. It doesn't come from a genuine place. No. It's not from a place of like, oh, you're just really trying to be a nice person. Because it's, it, it's, it's not being a nice person. It's, it's, it's acting a, disingenuously. It, yes, exactly. And you can sense it, you can feel it, and it's a cover your ass. Yeah. That's all it is. Yep. It's not, oh, this is just how this person is. They're nice. Oh, right. no. You can, dude, you can tell. Yeah. You, we've been, you know, our social skills are pretty decent. And when someone's being disingenuous around you, you can fucking tell. Yeah. And it just, it's it's gross feeling. Yeah. It's like, dude, you don't think I can tell what's going on right here? Like, do you think I'm this fucking stupid? Yeah. You know? Like, ah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I remember, I mean, I think I've told a story before, it's, it's kind of related, but the, um, you know, writing articles online when they started allowing people to post comments under the articles, that completely changed the culture of writing for websites because all of a sudden people would, uh, you were so worried about what people were going to comment and, and say and argue. And so that you spent most of your time thinking about, well, how am I going to, you know, you're not just writing the article and delivering the information and then, and then people have a discussion because that's not how people operate on the internet. They fucking just say shit, right? They don't ask questions like, well, I don't understand this. Why did you say that? They come on they're like, well, you said this, this is obviously wrong and you're an idiot. And it's like, oh shit, man. And you know, and, and, so it's it's funny, man. It's been brewing for a long, long time, and a lot of it is the internet. I mean, the the internet culture is bleeding over into real world, the real world, yeah. and you know where you've got you know on the internet you've got moderators and you know people on Facebook and Twitter monitoring shit and, and removing things that are offensive and all this stuff, and so now like this that's an artificial reality, like that's not real. That's not in, but people are, that's what they want and they're so used to it. And then they go in the real world and they have to deal with people who aren't moderated and can say whatever the fuck they want. And they're just, it's like, oh my God, you're so offending me now. And yeah, it's a, it's a problem. It is a fucking problem. It is a problem. Dude, it's just gross. It is gross. That that is the best description I can come up with it, man. It it is just gross feeling. Yeah. And it's very obvious. Yep. Dude, it's, uh, I was going to tell you, I, uh. I started seeing um, a little bit of a narrative coming from CNN about the obesity and how obesity affects 
you know, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, like, this is hilarious, man, right? So I didn't even think about this until I read it. And I'm like, oh, these are some fucking, God, these guys are so good at what they do, man. Yep. So the angle that they took was that, like, hey, all right, we know we're talking about a vaccine around the corner, but pump your brakes, motherfuckers, because vaccines don't work as well on fat people. And there's a lot of fat people in this country. Of course, they're staying obese and all the nice right. things. But here's the kicker. You read a little deeper in, and you know whose fault it is that fucking people are fat? Who's not their, not their own. It's the government. The government's fault. Of course. And, you know, part of it is, you know, they're pointing to, like, the, the SNAP, like, food, yeah, like, yeah. whatever. Food stamps. Food stamp type thing. And, and the, like, the government buys, like, soda and, and you know, cheap junk food as part of these programs and so therefore the government is somehow you know uh responsible for people being fat and like this is the angle there was no personal responsibility angle at all in the piece it was a hundred percent the government is responsible because they're fucking forcing cheap food on poor colored people and that's making them fat and it's just another example of the government failing the fucking poor colored people. And uh, those are the same assholes. That's like what that, that would complain. That's impressive. That would complain that if uh, you couldn't buy candy and soda with food stamps, they would bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, the government knows what's best for me. Tell me I can't Take buy this. Take my freedom away. Take my freedom away. They'd be, they'd Tell they'd me just, I can't buy that. Yeah, be the same fucking people, yep. man. Oh yeah, yeah. And I saw another quote from. Uh, our buddy Fauci, um, he, about like herd immunity, like why the herd immunity, um, you know, method wouldn't, it's not that it wouldn't work in the United States. It would work. It would work. Right. It was just, what would the effects be? And he was like, basically it, he said that with the, oh, with the obesity epidemic that we have, there's a fucking quote from this guy. Right? Like, there's an obesity epidemic, the amount of people that have hypertension, diabetes, I forget what else, like, I think there was like another, you know, the preventable diseases, and he's like, you know, the numbers of people who die would be unacceptable. And then, and then nothing followed up with like, so one of the best things that we can do to help is for people to address these things and eat better and move more. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's this weird disconnect where, like, you're they're pointing and saying, like, hey, you know, the, the open secret is that obesity, diabetes, all these things increase your chances of fucking dying from this thing and getting really sick from it. So take care of yourself. Nah, then you there's the disconnect. It, but you can't say that. They're just using it yeah. to drive more fear. Yep. To say, like, well, this is why a, a vaccine isn't really going to work. So pump your brakes, guys. Or, like, well, this is why we couldn't do the hu- the herd immunity tactic but it, it, then you can't go the next step further and be like so people need to fucking take better care of themselves <clears throat> like that's that's the fucking maddening thing it's like i fucking crazy and that was a thing too man i did you uh you hear the joe DeSena interview yeah. on joe rogan yep don't want to jump through the fucking radio about where and we're, choke we're joe out with his like when joe was when uh joe decena was proposing um some, you know, like a sugar tax or some sort of way to try to restrict people's choices or incentivize them to make better choices. And Joe's like, no, you can't take away people's freedom. People should have the freedom to do that. 
You can't take away people's freedom. And it's like, Joe, we're not free right now. So what I said at the very beginning of this thing, right? Being fat is no longer a personal choice. It's a matter of national security. Your being fat affects my freedom because you're fat it means that we can't effectively handle this as a nation, which means that my freedoms get fucking yep. restricted. Yep. Okay, so I'm sitting here with restricted freedoms while Joe fucking Rogan's sitting there saying that, no, no, we can't restrict people's freedoms to eat shit. Again, it's this weird disconnect. That It's like, no, man, no, 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 no. If we're going to admit that obesity and all these things are part of the reason that this is hitting us so hard and we're having to shut down and restrict people's freedoms and fucking ruin lives... Obesity and all this shit is no longer a personal choice. Because it doesn't just affect you. When you could say like, hey man, it just affects me, which it never did, right? Because I'm paying the extra insurance. It always, it's all, we've always paid for these motherfuckers. Yep. But now it's like really in your face and my freedoms are being restricted because of these motherfuckers. And it's like, no, we need to restrict these things, man. We've got to do something to change what is going on. And that, and that starts with restricting the freedoms, like you can't have a pure, you know, you need some regulations. Like that's the thing. And like, <clears throat> you know, like fucking letting McDonald's advertise to kids is bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's like no different than letting the tobacco companies advertise to kids. It's like it, we shouldn't be allowing the these food companies to basically lie to people, creating this image of what is going to happen to you when you eat these foods and consume these products. Like, what's the fucking difference, man, mm -hmm. between them showing, you know, beautiful models fucking drinking sodas and eating chips and shit, and, you know, it's a lie. That's a fucking lie. It's not where most people go. So, like, that, something needs to happen, but the money, the lobbies, like, all that, it's like insurance, man. Insurance is so broke. Fixing it is not the most difficult thing in the world, but it's, the system is so entrenched, and you got so much fucking money empower for certain people that it's like it's not going anywhere they try to fix it they make it worse mm -hmm. they're trying to fix this they're making it worse yeah it's fucking it's maddening man Dude, Seeing, it's, it's so maddening yeah it's just because there's such yeah i think like you hit it right on the head with the disconnect there is such a disconnect and i've said it a million times before and i'll keep saying it the lack of personal responsibility man it's just not in our culture anymore no, it's not. You're not expected to have to take care of yourself and be the best version of yourself. It's, it, you know, people like you and I. Not that we're you know the greatest people in the world, but you know we. We're the exception. We're man. the exception, and we're the weirdos. Time yeah. and time again, still in this day and age, like you know, I'll get comments, you know, and people look at you different. You're outside working out or doing this or doing that, and it's just like. It's always been that way, dude. I know, man. Scare it's the normals. Pretty fucking people, man. They're just. <laughs> No personal responsibility, man. It's just, it's so agitating. Yeah. They're fucking lazy. And then when shit doesn't go right, it's not their fault. It's not the fact that you just fucked up and made poor decisions. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you, if you really look at most of the shit going on in your life, it's due to the fucking decisions you made, man. Yeah. Once in a while, you'll get a freak thing happen. Like if this wildfire was to roll over the mountains. You know, start burning a town down. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's things like that that, okay, you can't blame that on yourself. Right. But, but, you're lacking, man. but you could blame your lack of preparedness yeah. on it. If you got three mortgages, yep. you know, and a fucking two-car pay, like, those things are your fault. Those like, things are your fault. That was another thing, man, when, when uh, Joe was interviewing that Peter Schiff guy. Yep. Strongly disagreed with Joe and his, like, you know, through no fault of their own, you know, this has happened. It's been four months. Through no fault of anybody. It's like, no, 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 no. No. 
coronavirus wasn't anyone's fault, but the fact that they were strung to the fucking last penny. And so fragile. It made them fragile. And that was their choice. They didn't have to buy that house. They didn't have to take on the car payments. They didn't have to have the credit card debt. They didn't have to have those things. That was their choice. So you finding yourself in the situation and, and finding yourself about to fucking drown, again, man, where's the personal responsibility? Like that was, again, like, you know, Joe's Mr. Personal Responsibility when it comes to fucking food and exercise, but right. somehow financial decisions are like, well, you know, you can't blame that kid if he wants that $80,000 Camaro and, you know, if they're going to give it to him, like, you know, it's through no fault of his own. No, personal responsibility... <laughs> Covers all aspects of life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it does. But again, there's disconnects that people have between one area and another. And I thought I heard Aka whining. He ran off when he heard me getting agitated. He's like, oh shit, He's I don't like, want to oh, go shit. in there. I know this tone. So, so dude, I, uh, I got a fucking crazy story to tell you. I've been waiting to tell yes. you this story live on the air because I want to get your, uh, your, your live reaction to it. So, dude, we had this crazy run-in with this lady at the trailhead the other day. So, it's it's Thursday, which is... So, we, so you and Kelly? Me and, and the kids. Oh, and the, whole, the whole fam. Yeah, it was family adventure day, right? Okay. So, we pile in the car. We go over to Devil's Canyon. We go to this, you know, parking spot we always go to. And uh, we pull in and we're, we're going in and we're like, oh, this is great. No one's here. There's one car. No one else is there. And, and the person was walking back to their car. And so we're like, oh, this is fucking perfect. And so we, I'm driving by, and dude, the fucking lady had a dog. And this dog charges the car. Like, like you know. Aggra- like aggressively? Aggressively barking and charges the car. And like, I had to like, you know, stop to like make sure like, am I going to hit this dog? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, she's like paying zero attention. And and the thing starts like barking at my, it, you know, Aka's got his head hanging out the window. Uh-huh. And the thing is like barking at Aka. And the lady's just all like, this was her quote. Yeah, she's sketchy as hell. Mm-hmm. This is what she says. She's just like walking by and letting her dog just fucking like charge and bark at our car and my dogs. And it, like her response is like, yeah, she's sketchy as hell. No attempt to control it. No, nothing. And so, yeah, yeah. So I drive down a ways and park and... I mean, we're, you know, a good ways away, man, like 100 plus feet away from each other. And, uh, you know, probably a little, anyways, I'm sitting here trying to like calculate because I'm such an exact asshole. <laughs> um, but I'm like, man, okay, everybody just, you know, I'm going to get out of the car and everybody just chill and, you know, and uh, I'm looking at her and, and she's like standing by her car and she's like doing something with the dog, but she's not controlling the dog and she's not getting in the car and she's just kind of like standing there. And like, finally I'm like, you know, man, we got to go. We can't just like hole up in our car until mm-hmm. she goes. So I tell her, I say, Hey, if your dog charges us, we're going to defend ourselves. That's it. Right. I don't want to fucking break up a dog fight. No. Like I'm not going to wait until something bad no. happens. Like, if this dog comes fucking charging, like, I'm going to fucking from, stop it before, before it, it gets here. Yep. Yes, and it's going to get kicked in the fucking head harder than it knew was possible. Yep. And that's what's going to happen. But I just said, that's all I said. It was like, hey, if your dog attack, you know, or charges us, we're going to defend ourselves. And Aka was, like, off behind me, like, sniffing, paying zero attention. And, of course, the dog, you know, hears me, turns around, starts charging. 
And the lady calls what, the dog. What, what kind of dog? What size dog, roughly? Just kind of paint the picture. Somewhere between like Ajax and Aka. So, so 50, 50 pound dog? Yeah, 50, 50 pound 60 dog. pound dog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Which, like, is, which is legitimate enough to deal with. Like, you know, that's. that's. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You yeah. Get, you get a 50 pound dog wanting to do some damage. Yeah. You get your work cut out for you. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, so I'm watching this dog. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is exactly what I didn't want to have happen. And so she calls the dog, and luckily the dog stops and turns around and goes back. And she puts it on a leash, and I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I turn around and I go back to the car. And, you know, getting stuff. And all of a sudden, this lady starts screaming at me. She's like, why isn't your dog on a leash? I'm like, my dog doesn't charge anybody. She's like, well, my dog wouldn't have charged you if you hadn't said anything. If you hadn't said anything, he wouldn't have known you were there and he wouldn't have charged. So, I mean, dude, she just lost her fucking shit. And she is like, I can't even really recreate what she was saying. Like, I, I couldn't, I'm like looking at her like, oh my God. Like, is this really happening? Yes. And, and, you know, and, and so she's, I mean, she is screaming at me. And, and you know, and then she starts throwing in the like, fuck yous. And I'm like, you wish. You know, like, the, I'm way too fucking good for you, bitch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like a, a um, I don't know, farm chick, man. Like, kind of a 40s, you know, farm chick. Uh-huh. You know, so she's a little thick set. Uh-huh. You know, she, 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 what she struck me as was a horse person. Okay, yep. Who, yep. And, and yeah, they, that, 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 they basically rule the trail. Yep. And they're not used to having people say anything to them mm-hmm. and talk to them and and... So she just seemed completely just fucking flabbergasted that I had like said anything to her in the first place. And again, like, you know, and, and she is fucking screaming at me and it's like, fuck you. And, you know, I don't even know. Man. I, I, can't, I can't even like, I don't even know what she was fucking pissed off about. And then she like, she would get in her car and she would be like fucking, I would see her, dude. She's like raging. She's like screaming at the top of her lungs, fucking shaking her fist. And then she'd get back out of her car and she'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. If you hadn't said anything, he wouldn't have charged. Fuck you. Are you serious? Yo, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting here like, whoa, okay. I'm like, you know, and then she's, I'm like, hey, man, I, I, it's cool. You know, have a nice day. And I just fucking set her off, like, because I wouldn't engage right. with her. I wouldn't fucking lose my temper and start screaming at her too. And I'm just sitting here, like, you know, talking calmly, like, you know, hey, you know, the most, the 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 most uh, aggressive thing I said was when she said "fuck you," I said "you wish," mm-hmm. you know, and that fucking flipped her out too, dude. Like, you could tell this chick is not used to having someone with half a brain like talk to her and, and, and like put her in check, you know? Cause it's like, dude, your dog didn't, you know? Oh, that's right. She's like, she's like, you know, uh, yeah, I said, uh, she said, oh, he wouldn't have charged if you hadn't said anything. And I, ter- I told her, I'm like, well, you're talking to me right now. My dog's not charging you. So like, you know, I was like, you have a, un- a you have an uncontrolled dog or an untrained dog off the leash. Mm-hmm. And that's when that, again, another point where she just fucking lost it. She's, he's not untrained. He's not untrained. You know, your dog is untrained. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Then she starts screaming at me like, you know, she could see that there were kids in the car. She's like, look at the example you're setting for your kids. Look at this. Look at the example you're setting for them. I'm like, oh my God, man. Freaking out, man. And uh, yeah, and so finally I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And I I turn around and I walk off. Mm -hmm. I start walking back to to our car. And this fucking bitch gets in her car and starts driving at me. 
yeah, fucking floors it and starts, like, you know, kind of half-ass implying like she's going to run me over. And I'm like, this chick's lost her mind. Mm -hmm. And so I turn around and I'm like, holy shit. And she, she fucking gets out of the car again. At this point, I'm like, I'm gonna have to fight this chick. I'm gonna have to put hands on her. Yeah, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to restrain her. Yes. Call the cops. I think she's fucking. Yeah, I was like fully convinced she's coming, and so like she's getting out of the car, and I'm just sitting here, like you know, I don't even know. I, I was just kind of like just standing, and she gets out of the car, and she looks at me, and she's like, you know, standing with her hands on her hips, like, "Are you happy now? Are you happy?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "I would have been gone if you hadn't said anything. I would have been gone in a few minutes. Now look at all this." And I'm like, "Oh my god." And at this point, Kelly starts piping in. And she's like, you're the one who said your dog is sketchy. You know, because she's like, kind of told her, like, your dog charged us. No, he didn't. You know, she, you know what I mean? She's like completely just, this is where she's at. She is completely just. Just lost her mind. Fucking unhinged, man. And she she would get out of the car and she'd scream at us. And then she'd get back in the car and do her fucking rage thing. Roll down her window. Ah, fuck you, fuck you. Get back in. Ah, get back out of the car. Ah. I'm just like, what oh my God. Like, I want to leave, but I'm kind of like, I don't want to turn my back on this right. chick no, again. No. And so I'm like, so finally, you know, it, it, it uh, when she had gotten in her car, we all thought she was leaving. So everybody had gotten out of the car. So when she charged up to us and got back out again, like the whole family's standing there. And I'm just like, dude, this is fucking insane. So finally, you know what stopped it? Mm -hmm. I pulled out my phone and started filming it. And that seemed to like snap her back into like, reality a little bit yeah it's like oh okay i don't know it's funny though i was like you know i don't know what where it dawned on me and i'm like you know they do this shit to like fucking film mm -hmm. you know i don't know it was like yeah i'm gonna put this on film so if anything happens i have proof i have proof of what's going on here this is not, not a he said she said thing mm -hmm. and so yeah i fucking pull out my phone turn it on and you know started filming i'm like that's it you're on camera now I was like, I got your license plate number. I was like, just for the record, this lady's dog's charged us twice. She's driven her car at me. She's been screaming at us and threatening us for several minutes. And she is just flipping out. And she's in the background. That's not what happened. You're a pussy. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, just raging, man. I've never really seen a human being as unhinged as this chick was. What the fuck? Man? And yeah. And I was just like, you know, yeah. So finally, like, because I had her on film, like she got in her car. I was like, what are you going to do? You know? And so she just fucking peels out. And I was like, okay, let's go have our hike. So we had a good day, rest of the day. But at one point, dude, there at the end, when I, I got my, my camera. Like, my heart rate's racing just thinking about it right now. I'm just, you know, putting myself in that position. Like, what do you do? You what know, you, you just, yeah. You, you try to stay as calm as possible and prepare to defend yourself. Like, I, lady, I don't want to take you down and strangle you unconscious until the cops come here. But guess what? I will. I will. I'll be more than happy in to. Fact, if you, if my you wife get, will. In fact, I'll stand back and let my wife fucking tackle your ass. If you get too close to me, I'm going to hit you with the earth. Yeah. And then choke you unconscious. And it's going to be something you've never experienced before. Dude, I, yeah. You know, but you don't want to go that far. No. That's just, that's just a whole nother ball. Right? Yeah. I mean... If anything, I feel like I, I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have gotten engaged with someone that unhinged. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like that was, I made a mistake there. But man, I don't, I don't know what to, you know, I could have done. Like, I'm trying to avoid a dog fight. Yep. And then my, I hurt my just 
react. I just answered her question when she's like, why isn't your dog on a leash? You know? And I'm like, my dog didn't charge anyone. And then that just fucking set her off. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have like continued to talk to her and engage with her, but I just just don't expect for things to go that far, like that far off the tracks. You think like, hey, you know, we'll fucking, you'll say your piece real quick and get in the car and leave and it's fine, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing, you know, if if you're like looking at it, just from the information you've given me, possibly like if, because you guys, I would have done the same thing. I would have sat in the car like, okay, it looks like she's leaving and this dog's an asshole. Let's just sit in the car and wait. Yeah. Because, you know, let's just... Sit in the car, wait, she'll get in the car, and there'll be no issue. Yep. Providing she was fucking taking her sweet time, you know, you get out, like, you know, and then, yeah, like, going up to her, like, hey, is is your dog going to charge us if we get out and start doing our thing? If so, can you put it on a leash? Because we're going to start our hike. You know, but... Yeah. You know, like, uh, beyond that... Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck, man? I know. Yeah. Dude, how many... Dude, we've told so many stories on here about irresponsible dog owners and aggressive dogs that people... Blame you for. They blame you for, man. It's your like, fault that my dog fucking did that. Yeah. And and I've seen it that that way. I've also seen it, you know, because I've talked about it before. I've had owned several aggressive dogs in my life. Um, And you'll have it on a leash, controlled, at your side, and a good heel, paying attention to you. But then you get some asshole's dog that charges you. Yep. And you tell them... My dog's not friendly. Please control your dog. Yeah. And they still won't. They're, oh, don't well, worry. they can't. They're like, don't worry. He's friendly. That's cool. My dog's not. Yeah. And if your dog charges up on my dog, he's going to react. And I'm going to have to try to control him the best I can. Yeah. But he's on a leash under my control. Like, you need to keep your dog away from me. Yeah. And I've had to. And that's why, like, my last two pit bulls, the one that's injured right now, got hit by a car, and the one I had to put down last fall, I got to the point where I stopped taking him to the trails. Like, I would initially i would take them hiking a lot you know always on a leash because they were they were never human aggressive but they, yeah. were, they were dog aggressive um or maybe dog reactive is probably the more appropriate you know designation for it but uh i it just got too stressful because so many irresponsible people out there like and there's people like that that's like okay i just can't i got enjoy, a sketchy dog but i can't, you know I, can't what? I just can't enjoy these trails anymore with these dogs because yeah. there's so many stupid fucking people out there dude man. i know yeah, I mean, I've trained Akka to leave dogs alone. Like he's really good. He doesn't good care. At... He just runs around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, he just because man, dogs want to be social. Mm-hmm. Like they want to go say hi to other dogs. Mm-hmm. And but like you said, you got dogs that aren't social, and so you respect that, and they run around. But it's funny though, man, because I can see dog owners that have their dogs on a leash, like get tense yep. when they see Aka because yep. they're so used to dogs just or make me tense. Up. Like if, if I, you know, obviously if I, if I didn't know you and Aka and I was out on the trail with my dog on a leash yeah. and I seen Aka running loose, I'd, I'd make me nervous. I'd be like, fuck, yep. here's somebody else with a dog that's going to charge us. Yep. You know, and then it's like, God damn it, man. They, yeah. Yeah. And know. I've had some interactions with people and you can tell that they're not mad at me and Aka. Like they're mad at the fucking dozen bad dogs and dog owners that they've run into and had problems with. And, you know, I try to be empathetic and like, all right, you know, my dog. That, that's why I feel real strongly, man. You just see like when I take Frank out, if I always have a leash with me. Yep. If there's other, like, I got Frank listening pretty good. Yeah. And I and, and if I get him early and he, he wears a shot collar, that way if he's not on leash, boom, I can blast him. I get his attention. 
And I, dude, I don't even let him think about looking at that other dog. I don't give a fuck. Like, cause I, for the past 15 years of my life, I've been on the other end. Yeah. And so I feel super strongly about it. Yeah. Like, I won't even let him think about it. Yeah. And then if, if I don't think, if there's even a slightest doubt in my mind that I'm not going to be able to control him with my voice, I put him on a leash. Yep. And he doesn't get that chance just because I've been the other, I've been to that other person, yeah. man. And I just. No, I've always got a leash for Aka. Yeah, Same you, thing, you have man. to, man. You have like, to. Just be responsible. Like, if you got to be aware, man. You're out on the trail. I know. Like, I am. I am. Uh, my radar's on mm-hmm. for other trail users mm-hmm. so that I can be in control of the situation. I'm not just walking around fucking oblivious and, and not paying attention to that. It's like, yeah, man, being a good dog owner is a skill. Yeah, it's a skill and it's work. Yeah. It's, it's not just, oh, let's buy a dog. Let's buy a dog cool. and let's just go on t- hikes because I see myself as an outdoorsy person with a dog. So here I am, outdoorsy person with a dog. That's what's, Look at what, me. A lot of stupid people do that. Fucking morons, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, the outdoorsy people are driving me nuts. Yeah, the invasion of the outdoorsy people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they don't do anything, right? They're not like, like they just do a bunch of shit. They're like the jacks of all trades, right? Because they just like to be outdoors. And so outdoorsy people, they do a little bouldering and they ride mountain bikes and they go hiking and they go camping and they got a stand up paddleboard. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's this outdoorsy lifestyle. Like we're in the fucking Mecca of it, man. Like here in Colorado, you get these yuppies over in Denver. Like that's their whole lifestyle. They all think they're fucking outdoorsy hip, you know, people. And they're just ruining other sports. Mm-hmm. And in activities, because man, if you're going to be part of a sport, like those sports have a culture. Yep. And that culture is there partly to keep the integrity and and sustainability of the sport there. So you know, like for jujitsu, like there's a reason part of the culture is you don't hurt your training partner. Mm-hmm. It's 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 part of the culture. But if you come in, you're just a fucking tourist and you come in for a class and you don't really understand that. And you're just, that's why I like the rowdy white belts are the most dangerous because they don't know the culture yet, mm-hmm. you know, on some level. And, but that's, uh, you see this man. And so they you know, they go and they, you know, they ride mountain bikes, but they don't know the mountain biking culture. So they ride off trails and they just do stupid shit. You know, they go camping and they fucking don't understand like how to not leave a trace. Yep. You know, they go, oh, let's go hike a 14 or oh, everybody's parked here. So we'll just pull over here on the fucking ground. It's just, they don't understand the etiquette, the etiquette and the culture of the activities that they're getting involved in. And it's just, they're just tourists. You know, they just kind of, oh, we'll do this this weekend and this next weekend and that the next weekend. And yeah, and unfortunately this is being driven by <clears throat> these industries, man, because they realize like, oh, you know, if we can get there's only so many people who want to be mountain bikers, but if we can get the outdoorsy folks to see mountain biking as something that they do too, or you, you know what I mean? And so like these, these industries and sports are like advertising to these motherfuckers because these people bring money in, mm-hmm. but they are fucking horrible for the soul of the sport. And yeah, it's fucking, it's, uh, but that a lot of it, man, I think, like that's what you're running into like on the trails there's a lot of just outdoorsy people you know they don't really understand the etiquette they don't really understand how to be a good you know dog owner on the trail like you know it's a skill it's things that you need to understand they don't give a fuck mm-hmm. it's not they just this is just oh, i just go and i do this and whatever and uh yeah it's it's fucking maddening man i think the outdoorsy people should just stay the fuck home be indoorsy people again 
Or educate yourself on what, what it takes to be a good, responsible dog owner. Not, yeah. not to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, how to be a good citizen of whatever sport or activity you're participating in is uh, just a good way to go about things. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing how many people don't think about that. It's mm-hmm. like, they're just like fucking bulls in China shops just knocking into everything everywhere they go and oblivious to it because they're like in their own little bubble. It's, it's me, 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 me. And not responsible yeah. Whatever happens, it's somebody else. <clears throat> excuse me, somebody else's fault. Yeah, or they just don't even see it because they're so focused on themselves. You know, they don't even see the fucking damage that they cause and the things that they do. So, anyways. I don't know. That shit gets me f- fired up too. Yeah. Shitty dog people. Shitty, Shitty dog people, people. Good in, in general. Yeah. No, that's that's just that's. There's a lot of that for sure. It was just weird, man. It's like that lady was. I could tell she lost her fucking mind a little bit because it's like I mean, she was really relying heavily on the thin veneer of society to keep her safe. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to stop you just from pummeling her? Yes. What? And dude, you know what? And here's the other thing too, man. Like we live in a concealed carry state. Yeah. You drive your fucking car at me and I got a gun on me. You li- we live in an open carry state. Open carry state. You don't, right. even, you don't even have to have a fucking permit. Right, but I'm saying, like, you don't know. I'm saying it's concealed Still carry, carry, meaning, like, you, you, you don't anyone know you I'm... run into on the street, you don't know. They may yep. have a gun. Yep, and she, dude, rightfully, from the sounds of it, like, if you would have had a firearm and she's driving your car at you at a high rate of speed, if you felt your life was in danger and your family's life was in danger, yep. you could have shot her. Yep, exactly. I know, and I, I, that, that's why I was like, dude, this lady... She's she's completely insane at the moment. Like yeah. she's lost all rational thought because she is putting herself in a dangerous situation, very dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized too, like, well, how do I know she doesn't have a gun? Exactly, you don't. Right, and, and she's it, coming unhinged like that. Yeah, again, and this is why I'm like, hey, man, I'm not. Yeah, you don't want to. I want to get fucking engaged with you. I'm like, you know, trying to, yeah, calm things down and just disengage and walk away. And uh, but yeah, dude, you just. People just don't, they don't, uh, the consequences for their, their well, actions. Most, most people don't understand violence at all. No. They, they, they really have no clue. I know. Of what violence really is. <laughs> like, what does this chick think she's going to do? Exactly. She's going to kick my ass. Yeah, exactly. They, they're just so, <laughs> most people are so clueless as to what their capabilities or lack thereof are. Yeah. And what can transpire. Yeah. They just because they've never experienced it. Oh you know, yeah. They they see movies and TV and they just do. Like I'm, a couple years back, uh, I was visiting my brother, and his it was his uh, mother in law, and it was there and we got talking and, you know she, <laughs> it was a maddening conversation. I had to remove myself from it because I, <laughs> I, I I could tell I wasn't gonna. I tried to explain it to her. Well, she you know was under the impression that you know there's kind of like these things is like these these death touches the demock the demock you know like oh you know if a a special forces person hits you right in the right spot it could kill you I mean she was really certain of this because she knew like a special forces guy or something you know and I'm just like I said well okay let me try to break this down for you I was like okay it possibly theoretically theoretically if I was to hit you in an exact perfect spot maybe yes it could kill you but if you had, you'd have to be, for that to happen, you'd have to be standing perfectly still, not defending yourself. And I just like, 
you probably have a better chance of winning a lotto than you do uh, like killing somebody with one strike. one strike. Unless it's a fucking baseball bat to the head. You yeah. know, you know, or something. You know what I mean? Fucking what was it? Uh, the last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis, touch me one more time, I'm gonna kill you. And he fucking gives him the elbow shiver and shoves his nose up into his yeah. brain. Right? Like, and then see, yeah. but the, people think that's real. Right, right, yeah. People really think that shit is legit. They think you can hit him right in the right spot in the rib. And it'll break your puncture along in the heart yeah. and kill them, or you can shove the nose bone into the brain. They they had you can hit them on the side of the neck and like all the shit like for movies and stuff. And yeah. I I tried to explain it. I really did. I was like, listen, I was like, I've been involved in like martial arts pretty much my entire life. I was like, I have a pretty good understanding of what humans are capable of and how to fuck people up and how not to get fucked up. I was like, dude, that's not gonna happen. I was like, that is just not gonna happen. And she wouldn't let it go. She wouldn't. She's like, no, that that that's real. And I, again, I tried to like, well, you know, okay, okay, it is real. To a certain extent, you know, like yeah. again, you're standing there not moving anything, and she just, she, you could tell she was just so like stuck on that, like she really, but believed that that could happen. And I think a lot of people think like that. Like their idea of violence is fucking John Wick movies, right. You know, and it's yeah. Like no, no. no. Fucking Bruce Lee's gonna. Bru- yeah. Yeah. See, was it uh, Kelly's brother who does the the karate? Mm-hmm. He calls her up the other day, just out of the blue, and asks her, "Is jujitsu effective against multiple opponents?" And you know, because that's kind of the point of karate is that you know if you go to the ground with one person and there's multiple opponents, you know, you're in danger. And so the whole point of karate is that you don't go to the ground yeah. because you're able to mm-hmm. punch and kick and do all the shit that keeps, you know, on the feet. And I know I'm like laughing when she tells me this. I'm like, didn't we answer this question in UFC one? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've answered this fucking question. It has been answered, man. It's been answered. Your karate master is not going to get the one blow KO. Like, this is what you're talking about, yep. basically. This idea that they're going to somehow punch you in the fucking throat. Or, again, theoretically, yes. Like, or, or like, you know, like, you could get a lucky shot or something from someone coming in. But someone who knows half-ass thing about grappling, man. And they're, one, you know what's really effective against multiple opponents? What's that? A gun? A gun? <laughs> Or running. Running. Yes. Those that's super effective against multiple opponents. Well, you know, and, and that's another thing. People who ask that question or are under that impression, they've never legitimately been jumped. No. Because when you get jumped, they don't take turns. Right. They don't come at you one attacker at a time. You get mobbed from fucking... I, I've been jumped. I got my ass fucking pummeled. Because guess what? You get hit. You, you're, you can only deal with one person at a time. And next, you get punched in the back of the head. Yeah. Your dead mock's not saving you from that. No. You're dealing with this guy. Dude, you get punched in the back of the head. Someone kicks your legs. Next thing you know, you just go down and you cover up your vital organs. Yeah. And then you try to get up and get out of there. Yeah. That's how a fight really goes down. Yeah. I've, I've experienced punches. Not Bruce Lee. I've experienced it first fucking hand. There's nothing that's going to let you defend multiple, you know, defeat multiple opponents. If they really want to fuck you up, they're all going to fuck you up at once. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Get him fucking tea. If they know anything about fucking, they're not going to stand there and like, oh, get him, Johnny. Get him, Billy. You know, they're not going to take turns testing you. Right. They're going to run in and just fucking maul you. Well, that's what made fucking Musashi's shit so impressive when he took out that clan. It's like, showed up, 
knew they were going to be there. All of them were going to fucking try to kill him. Still managed to take him out. You know, and he talked about like having to control the the group and like so. There's a strategy to they had, that. They had swords. They had swords. That's a different. You got thing. three foot razor blades. That's a different type of combat. That are keeping people at bay. Yeah, that's, much different. That's a different man. type of combat. Yeah, than just getting jumped. You're not gonna just come rushing in. Is you can just rush in. Yeah, if me and you were fighting somebody, you can just rush in and fuck him up. Yeah, we don't have to take turns. Right. We're both fucking him up. You go high. Yeah. You go high. I go low. We're yeah. fucking this dude up. Yeah. Coming yeah, from yeah. the side. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Well, even if you come in and you got fucking razor blades or, or lightsabers or whatever, that's a different. You got to be a little more careful. Yeah, it's a different thing. You can't so, just you can't just rush in. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was funny, man. I was, but we were talking about it, and she's like, you know, I, you know, and I told her, I was like, it comes from a good place, you know, because I mean, somewhere deep down, he legitimately believes that what he's doing is like the best and like and necessary mm-hmm. and that by not focusing on it you're missing out like you're being fooled by jujitsu somehow like jujitsu is is keeping you from actually focusing on what is the most important thing in a self-defense situation which is punching and kicking and so you know and, and i'm sure him and his master sensei whatever it is like they have conversations like we're having a conversation right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're talking about you know those jujitsu guys they don't understand the realities of fighting man if you got multiple people coming at you you don't want to go to the ground and so then he comes and calls his sister and it's like hey you know did you know so he's like legitimately like thinking like man i, I need to help you uh you're 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 being misled on some level and so, uh, oh my god, yeah, but you know, so it, but it comes from a good place. You know what I mean? He's a, he's, a, a, he's a nice guy. Yeah, it comes from a good place. Right. This is he's not coming at it from like I'm right and you're wrong. Like right. there's some people who are just assholes and like I got to be right yeah. and I'm not gonna drop it because I got to be right. Like I I don't think that's where he's coming from. And then it's more like he legitimately believes. But if you think about it, like in his lifetime and especially in his teachers, his sensei's lifetime. Man, pre UFC one, people thought that was the shit. Mm-hmm. People thought you were gonna be able to fucking karate kick your way out of multiple opponents, and that the you know it was it was up for debate. Was this style of karate the best, or this style, or was, you know what was the best? And so, like, imagine like coming up doing this thing, and and you truly like you're told and you believe and and you have the the, the quote unquote proof that what you're studying is the shit, the best. And then all of a sudden, some fucking skinny Brazilian in fucking white pajamas chokes everybody out in a tournament and it's like, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. The whole landscape has changed. Man, it's gotta be tough. That's gotta be super tough. Like, you gotta think, like, there'll always be enclaves, but, man, it's gonna be a few generations until this, until that kind of starts going away more like we laugh about it right that's the thing like we talked to i was when kelly and i were talking about it like we just assume because the circles we run in that everybody just understands the importance of grappling like even if you don't want to do jujitsu you need to do jujitsu so you know what they're trying to do to you Mm -hmm. so you have to be able to stop them even if you don't want to fucking do it so you have to study it you have to know it you can't just be completely ignorant of it and uh we think this is the norm and we laugh at people who fucking don't, but then her brother's one of these people. I know. Well, dude, I, I mean, I started in Tang Sudo karate when I was five years old, 
And I, you know, I, and then I, you know, I did that until the age of, you know, what it was, like 13-ish or something. Then I got back into hop keto when I was 20, 21 and did that. So I've experienced these quote kind of ridiculous thought process. Yeah. These of, you know, and it, yeah, that, that, cause that question comes up, well, what do you do with multiple opponents? Fucking run. Run. If you, you know, it's, I've taught several like women's self-defense seminars and I, dude, I open up everyone and like, listen, I can't teach you to be Superman or Superwoman. The best thing you can do is keep yourself healthy and in, in good enough shape and have situational awareness and run the fuck away. Yep. There's going to be very few times in your life where you can't do that. If someone came in your house, obviously you're not going to run away and leave your family. Right. But like out in public and shit, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I sense it when it's going south. And like, okay. Pack yep. it up. Let's go. We'll just yep. get the car. Hike a different day. Go another. Yeah, it's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt your pride and your ego a little bit. You know, this stings. Yep. And, you know, but yeah, like this multi multiple opponents thing is so funny. It is fucking. That is. Like, what are, are you living in? Fucking fifteen hundred feudal Japan. You know. Yeah. What, what is happening here? Yeah. Well, I mean, even uh, like Krav Maga. Like I, the my one experience with that. You know, the weekend seminar thing. You know, that is actually. Uh, a martial art that is designed in reality Mm -hmm. and their whole message is run if you can't run you attack with extreme fucking violence Mm -hmm. quickly and then you run it's always run like I remember every drill ended with you checking and running Running. it's like what you do in drilling is what you're going to do in real life it's like yeah you fuck that dude up you check to make sure he doesn't have any friends and you get the fuck out of there they finished every drill like that and so like it's like run or if you have to engage you fucking you you violently as possible violent and smash and run and then go yep mm-hmm. yeah you're not standing there squaring off fucking there's no rules no yeah yeah there's yeah no, man there's no rules no dude that's yeah the, the multiple opponents thing is it's uh, so funny it is funny and it's crazy in the year 2020 you still have people thinking about that and asking that but man, you're doing karate. You're fucking learning. I remember the Korean martial art that I did. It was like related to Taekwondo, but he was like, oh, this is the Korean mother art. I remember what he told us. And, you know, there's like legends of generals, you know, using these techniques and, you know, striking down, you know, people with one blow. And It was probably the same. Just mine was Korean. Tang Soo Do, Mu Duk Kwan. Yeah. And it's a Korean martial art. I don't know what all that, all those words mean. Those are just sounds I'm making with my face. But, yeah. Uh, it's probably the same thing. Probably. It, it was, you know, because it, it was like a karate. Yeah. Slash Taekwondo, you know. Right. Type well, they had thing. like some joint locks that taught you how to rip somebody's ear off. Yeah. I think we, if I remember right, I think we, we'd do a few like, you know, kind of like joint locks type stuff. Like yeah. in the self-defense portion. Because it was a sport too. Right. We had, yes. We, we had tournaments to where we would spar and yeah. do forms, katas and yep. shit. Yep. And then, uh, but we all, there was self-defense portions of it. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of separated it from Taekwondo, which yeah. is just pure sport. Was mm-hmm. like, no, they still had some of the self-defense shit like oh you grab the wrist yep. and you can yep. fucking yep. 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 you roll your hand over yeah roll over oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. even if they hit you and you go down your weight's gonna fucking break yeah. their wrist like yeah. that was some legitimate shit in there yeah. like that's the thing everybody laughs man but you know you like cause you wanna throw the baby out with the bathwater. you talk to karate guy who thinks he's gonna be able to take out multiple opponents and you're like Jesus Christ dude karate <laughs> people but man there's some shit in there that's good like if I was gonna have to fucking hit someone in the head you know I I would uh I'd not Punch him in the face with a closed fist. Why's your dog all wet? 
He probably went outside. He's soaking wet. He went and jumped in the ditch. Probably. Oh, did probably he? Took him out on a walk. That makes sense. Cause yeah. He stinks now. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no 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 man! <laughs> it threw me for a loop. I, I was like, why do I smell like wet fishy dog? And then ditch. I pet him, and I'm like, oh, I'm soaked. I was like, oh yeah, hog is all wet. Fuck yeah. That's <laughs> funny. I would it. Yeah. So, Anyways, it was like, what is it? Like the, the side fucking... The rich hand. The rich hand. That's the rich hand, boy. Dude, that's that's that effective, son. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I mean, again, I never hit anybody with it, but like you get good at... You know, you practice that on the fucking bag and you be able to hit hard. Oh, yeah. That thing comes flying out from the side on you and catch you in the side of the head. Like I broke a lot of boards with the old rich hand. Did boy. you? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. That's a fucking... That's a I'm good still, one. I'm still pretty good at it. I got fucking... Yeah. But there's a reason like that they taught you how to attack with and hit with the sides of your hands... As opposed to close fists, right? Yeah. So like, there's fucking good legit shit in there, but uh, anyways. Anyways, um, so for I wanted to ask you about your breathing yes. stuff and uh, what you would call it? Laird Hamilton's XPT. Yes. Yeah. So I finished the course. Yeah. The, the breathing course. Yeah, it was good. I like how they waited until I signed up to start sending me the twenty percent off coupons for the course. Oh, bastards. Of course. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I thought it was worth 500 bucks. So I, it's, you know, yeah, you wish you had that extra hundred bucks, but I'm not like disappointed, so to speak. Um, no, man, it was the, I would, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I learned a ton. I'd say that if anyone's interested in like, you know, kind of learning more about uh, breath work or maybe even working with people on it, like it's a really good place to start. Um, but yeah, cause they kind of use the whole range. Like they go everything from, you know, like the, like the, the breathe light, like kind of trying to work on your CO2 tolerance type breathing to, they have like Wim Hof style breathing and they got breath holds. And so it's like, it runs the full gamut. Um, but yeah, the couple good assessments, you know, we were talking earlier, man, it's funny, like breathing, it's, it is transformational, but it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. So like you do need to focus on a few things. It's not crazy. Like I, I, I'm always worried about underwhelming people with, you know, oh, well, I'm going to assess your breathing and you know, I can, you know, people, oh wow, Sweet assessment. what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And then it's like, all right, so put your hand on your stomach and your hand on your chest and you want to feel the hand on your stomach moving. Okay, there you go. You know, put your hands on your ribs. You want to feel the hands expanding out to the side. Perfect. You know, it's not, it's, it, and like I said, it's not rocket science, but the problem is, is most people can't do that. You start checking them. And so like the, the basic assessments that they have is the, the high low, where again, you got your hand on your belly and hand on the chest. And what you're looking for is that the belly is expanding and that you don't want vertical movement of the chest. So you don't want your hand moving up and down. So any up and down movement is bad. You, your chest should should rise it's kind of it's uh it gets confusing because your chest needs to rise it just needs to like rise like it's expanding right mm-hmm. so instead of rising up it rises out and, and it expands out okay and so you, you do need to access the top of your lungs when you need to and that's the other thing is when you are uh you, you know breathing at rest you really shouldn't be using the, the chest at all like, you know, so if you are just sitting there chilling and you're like really feeling a lot of like movement in the chest, then like that's not a good sign either. So you really want to be able to drive the breathing from the belly. 
because um, that's that's an indicator of diaphragmatic breathing. Mm-hmm. You want to breathe with the old diaphragm. And then the other one is they call the Superman, and you put like a C grip on your bottom few ribs, so not on the soft part, but right on those those bottom few ribs. And then you want to feel like when you breathe in that your hands expand out, and then as you breathe out, your hands collapse in. And so that's actually a a better indicator of diaphragmatic breathing than the belly because you can use your stomach muscles to just make your stomach move in and out, not actually be driving from the diaphragm. And so if you have your belly moving, but you don't have those hands moving laterally when you're doing the Superman. not actually using your diaphragm. Right, yeah. And then the third is the low back as well. You want to feel like the low back expanding. Uh, And so you can lay on your stomach and check or have somebody check but the main one is the the belly and then the um the ribs uh man the other good thing i got from it was called the the doming the diaphragm have you mm-hmm. have you done this self-tickling bullshit mm-hmm. oh god dude when first time you do it it's gonna feel weird we're going to the farmer's market okay cool get some pretzels yeah. you want some pretzels Ross sure i pretzels. Pretzels. that sounds good yeah, yeah. oh like the spice oh yeah i guess some spicy ones how spicy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They don't go like crazy nuclear spicy, do they? Oh, yeah. The habanero. All right, go a step the down. We, we do horseradish. Yeah, like do that's... a step down from nuclear. Okay. Don't go nuclear. Whatever okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can just right at the bottom of your rib cage, you press in. Again, don't, this isn't a challenge to fucking snap the tip of your ribs off. Um, but you should be able to press in and get your fingers in under the the edge of your your ribs Mm -hmm. so and if you can't then the diaphragm is kind of stuck like that means if you like if you if you go to push and you're like man i won't move like the diaphragm is stuck and so it's like giving it a massage Hmm. and 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 pushing it it yeah dude when i do it you know this right side is always so much tighter and i'm like oh yeah that's the side everybody's knee on belly you know you yeah I got to play with that. This is a yeah. Really, I have to mess with it. It's a good one to do before you, you're breathing. So like before I do my breathing, you know, like massaging and, stuff. and get it loose. Yeah, I'll do I'll do that. I'll dome the diaphragm, and so uh, like breathing. You, you know, they say like kind of massage it, find the tight spot, and then find it, and then you breathe in, and then out, and then with it pushed out. Because with with an exhale is where your diaphragm is at rest. And then you can kind of massage it while it's at rest. And then, yeah. Hmm. So that's a good one. The high-low and then the Superman are just, you don't have to do them for very long. You know, I mean, you know, a couple minutes total just to kind of make sure you've got your breathing set and you're, you're breathing efficiently. Um, and so, yeah, so those are kind of the, the physical assessments. The other thing they said is to, you know, check the breathing in different positions, which again, makes sense, but you know, until you think about it, you don't really think about it. But just because you can breathe well lying down doesn't mean you can breathe well kneeling or standing or even like getting into activity, seeing how people are breathing when they're lifting and doing the cardio, but uh, checking that. Um, the other assessment they like is the, the BOLT score, the body oxygen level mm-hmm. tolerance or test. I forget what the T stands for. But for that one, you at rest, you just... Uh, do an exhale so kind of like a Wim Hof type exhale just a a relaxed exhale not a full like exhale and then you hold it and you see how long you can hold it for and then the how you're looking for the first sign of oxygen hunger 
And so that could be like the diaphragm getting tight or the throat and chest or just even like, hey, I need to breathe. And so at that point, you're supposed to stop the clock, check, see what time you got. The way you know you've done it right is if you, when you get done, you should be able to go to just a, uh, a relaxed nose breathing pattern again. So if you get done and you're like, that's too far. That was like, so you should, you know, get done and be like, so you're not really trying to like push, you know? No, like, it's push. not See a how max. Long I can do it. It's you're a just... sub max, right? Yeah. yeah, we're not doing like the Wim Hof where we're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got it. So, but that will, it's, it's, it gives you an idea of how, where your CO2 tolerance levels are, like as the CO2 rises, um, you know, the, the brain, because that's how the brain regulates oxygen. And your CO2 levels rise and your brain, says, okay, well, my oxygen levels must be going down. I need to trigger breathing. And that's where you get the, like, I got to fucking breathe, like the panicky. It's no longer like a metabolic cardio thing. It's a mental. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah, like it's, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's, we've all been there, man. Oh, yeah. I, I fucking tapped to it before. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you, yeah, it's after a fucking hard scramble and you're in a bad position and you can't fucking breathe and your brain is just freaking out. And like, and, and as soon as you do, you're like, God damn it, you know, but, it was a mental thing and that's what it is. Your brain, those CO2 levels get to a certain point and it triggers the lizard brain. It triggers the like, I have got to fucking breathe or I'm going to die feeling. And so the less tolerant you are to CO2 levels rising, the quicker that feeling is going to come on. And so the bolt test kind of gives you an indicator of where you're at. And it also helps you look at what is my, is what I'm doing with my breathing program working? Cause that should be getting better if it is. And so, uh, optimal or well, I guess average, what you're looking for is like 25 to 30 seconds. If you're an athlete, 40 seconds plus is what they're uh, looking for. I got 17. Uh, it was, I, I'm a fucking over breather. That's one thing I've figured out is, uh, I, I have it. Yeah. I'm over breathe. And so when you over breathe, you're taking in more oxygen, but you're also blowing out more CO2. And so, so you're not very CO2 tolerant, right? Well, your body gets used to the new low CO2 levels, right? So if I, if, if you, if we're sitting here at rest and you take, you know, five or six breaths a minute and I take 15 breaths in that same minute, like you're doing way better than me because I am, I'm, I'm taking in more oxygen and I'm blowing out more CO2. So like your blood gases are like, you know, oxygen here and CO2 is here. And then my breathing results in O2 going up and CO2 going down. And so it skews it this way. And then your body gets used to the new lowered CO2 levels. This is the new baseline. And so it doesn't take much to start bumping it up and then you know, triggering that, that panicky response. And the other thing is, is that your body needs the CO2 to even utilize the oxygen. Like that's the kick in the pants is that the CO2 is what... It, your body uses CO2 to offload the oxygen in the red blood cells. So if you don't have CO2 present, then one, you're also not going to have CO2 creates a more acidic environment in the body, which again, it makes it easier for the red blood cells to offload the oxygen. And so if you don't have enough CO2, then you're, you're not going to have the right it's, uh, metabolic environment and you're not going to have the CO2 to actually utilize the oxygen that you're taking in. Mm -hmm. 
And so optimally, that's why you want those the, the blood gases to have this you know ratio where the oxygen is not too high and the CO2 is not too low. Because even if I have more oxygen, I don't have the CO2 to use it. So I'm not actually using that extra oxygen that I'm taking in. When I'm taking 5, 15 breaths a minute, you're making more efficient use of the oxygen that you're taking in. It's hmm. interesting. It is. It's super interesting. Like the over-breathing thing is a big problem. And you don't and, really and think about it. we know our, our bodies are adaptation machines. And so if you just do that subconsciously for so long, yeah. your body just adapts. And then, yeah. oh, this is our baseline. Yep. This is what I need to be... Yeah. And so that's one of the strategies that, you know, the attacking cardio, you know, the Wim Hof method, I feel is like taking your breath to the gym. Like you're trying to expand your lungs, man. How much air can I take in? It's like you're in, in doing that works, your breathing muscles too. Like, man, sometimes I get done, man, I, I'm fucking a little sore. Mm-hmm. Like my, my mid back, my mid back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get right. sore mm-hmm. from fucking like, yeah. And so you're working those muscles out, and so you're you're improving how much oxygen you can take in. And then the other side of it is improving your CO2 tolerance so that you can tolerate higher levels of CO2 so that you can actually use more of that oxygen that you're taking in. So if you can take in more oxygen, but your CO2 tolerance hasn't risen, you're still not going to be able to use it. You, you have to be able it to... It doesn't have, matter if you bring a bunch more oxygen in. No, uh-uh. And that, that's why the, you know, the professional athletes sucking oxygen on the sidelines is retarded just it's placebo yep it's placebo because without the co2 in the body as well it can't use the oxygen and so it's called the bore effect is the the name of that where like you're the the body needs co2 to offload the oxygen but it makes sense right because if i start working and a muscle's working well the, the carbon dioxide the co2 is one of the byproducts and so, I, and that's preferentially where I want the oxygen going and offloading is where the work is happening. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's your body's way of making sure that you're able to utilize the oxygen efficiently where you need it. Hmm. But if you're constantly like over breathing and just like, like you're just overblowing out the CO2 and you're making that hard. You're making it harder on yourself. Yeah. So, and that's where like nose breathing comes in because one, it'll help regulate the, your, your, you're more likely to use your diaphragm. You know, you get the NO2, uh, nitric oxide, which acts to help, um, expand the, the blood vessels. You get, uh, gets humidified and purified. So like the air that hits your lungs is, is definitely of a higher quality, uh, breathing through the nose. And so, um, that is your you want to really strive for that nose breathing to drive most of your breathing and then also watching extending your exhales like you want to do that so if you can keep your exhales longer than your inhales then you're uh staying metabolically balanced with the gases right and so as soon as i as soon as that flips though right so say i'm breathing into a count of four and out to a count of six easy right and then things ramp up and now i gotta go to like four or two like the reason i do that is because co2 levels are rising and i instinctively am trying to like blow some out to get the co2 levels back down so I'm, my metabolic gas my gas ratios are starting to go out of whack so it's kind of it's kind of weird that when it gets out of whack that like instinctively like your body goes into a method like that's not gonna correct it 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder why that is. Well, I think it's not instinctive. I think it's habitual. Habitual. Because if you are habitually overbreathe, that's just what you know. You're just gonna crank it up even higher. Okay. Like you're just you know because if you if you are at five breaths per minute and your CO two levels rise, you need to breathe more. You do need to increase your respiratory rate to 10, 15 breaths a minute. That's but if your baseline is fifteen, well now you're gonna increase to thirty, and 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 now is where you're actually making the problem worse. This is where hyperventilation comes in. Okay. Because there's a difference between superventilation and hyperventilation. That's where people get confused with the Wim Hof method. Because it sounds like hyperventilation, but it's not. With hyperventilation, you're not taking a full inhale, and you're usually breathing into the chest and not using the diaphragm to, to get the, the, the lungs filled. So you're not getting a lot of oxygen in, and then you're blowing out a shit ton of CO2. Mm-hmm. So, man, you are. That's, hi- that's hyperventilating. Well, that's hyperventilating, man. That's that's, people pass yes. out, they freak out, they get <laughs> panic attacks. Yes, yeah. yes, that is exactly it right there. Yeah. And that's why breathing into a paper bag helps that because you're getting CO2. Uh-huh. You're fucking recycling the CO2, and so you're not. You're in. You know, it's always weird. I never understood. The paper bag The thing. paper bag thing. That makes sense now. I never thought about it, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. You know, I always thought like the paper bag would make it worse. Like I want, I need to get oxygen and I need more oxygen. That's the problem. And it's like, no, you need CO2. You need CO2. There's a point where you need the CO2, huh. not the oxygen. And so the, but yeah, the, the, the super ventilation, like the Wim Hof, you're taking full inhales. I mean, from the bottom to the top. And so you're actually taking in a shit ton of oxygen and then you're blowing out the CO2. So you're, you're seeing the, the CO2 levels drop and the O2 levels go up. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you know, so you are kind of like you're over breathing on purpose. And, that, and, and you, know, you don't want to chronically do that and have that be your new normal. But doing that on occasion helps, you know, all sorts of different, you know, effects in the body. So, um but yeah, so that's kind of the, 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 was kind of my take home message was you want to, you want to start with the, the CO2 tolerance stuff. Cause that stuff is a lot easier for you to learn good breathing mechanics because a lot of it is light breathing or having extended inhales and exhales and holds. And so you're not doing it quick. And so it's just like anything else. You're going to get a chance to learn the mechanics of something better doing it slow, like slow is smooth and then mm-hmm. smooth is fast. And so, yeah, if you check yourself, like this is how I would have done. I'm glad I jumped into Wim Hof because it led me on this journey. But when I'm working with people, if they, if their breathing mechanics are off, we're to jump into Wim Hof. Yeah. Is... We're not going to jump into that. We're mm-hmm. going to start off with the, you know, like probably the, the most basic drill that people can do is a breathe light drill. So like you set a timer for five to 10 minutes and you just try to breathe as little as you need to. You're not holding your breath, but you're just sipping in as little air as you need on the inhale and then exhaling as little as you need on the exhale. You know, keeping like a five to six second inhale and exhale. But again, like I can do a five, six second inhale and go, you know, full in, full out in that time. Or I can sit here and be like, Or it doesn't look like you're doing anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean it, it looks like I'm not breathing at all, mm-hmm. right? And so what you want to do with that is you actually want to build a little oxygen hunger. You're trying to get the CO2 levels up. And and then it's just like anything else. If you put yourself in a slightly elevated state, your body will adapt to it. Mm-hmm. If you go way over it, your body's going to freak out and you know it, it, it's not going to adapt to that. So you're using the breathe light 
to one, it'll help reset the, the breathing, um, using the diaphragm more efficiently, and then it'll help with the, the CO2 levels. But it's kind of like the isometrics where you got to do it a few times to, before you really start you get to get better the feel at it, for and it. Then you get more benefits from it. Yeah. Yeah. First, you're like, you know, it's hard to put yourself in oxygen hunger because you're so used to avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And so after doing it a few times, you start to get to the point where you're a little more comfortable with getting there and, and staying there. And so, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that, the breathe light, um, you know, holding your breath during cardio is another thing. Like it's like holding on the exhale and, you know, go, like walking and then seeing how many steps you can get before you got to breathe again. And like doing that for five or six rounds, trying to extend how far you can walk or, I mean, you can do it on push-ups a or something. bike or yeah, push-ups, but it'd, it'd be more of like a cardio. cardio. Just, yeah. You can do it running. It'd be a little harder, but, um, yeah, just kind of trying to put yourself purposefully in a heightened CO2 level state so that your body just develops a better relationship with it. That's, hmm. it's really like the goal of it. So sweet. Yeah, man. I'm going to do a good ice bath today, man. I've, yeah, I bought one of those little like tabletop ice makers. Okay. So whenever I'm home, I'm just making ice. Yeah. And they, they say that thing will make 26 pounds of ice in 24 hours. Um, so I accumulated. I got about 60 or 70 pounds of ice. And so t- today... I, That'll be legit. I, yeah, today when I get home, I'm, you know, it's going to be hot as balls. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to work out outside. So basically, it's contrast training. I did this in Denver last weekend because it was hot as shit there too. And I went out and worked out in the middle of the day. Dude, in the tap water in Denver, it's fucking cold. Way colder than here in the desert. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Like, it was enough to... It was funny. Because uh, what I did is... Um, uh, I went out there and I did a workout in the middle of the day. It just got hot. It was, dude, it was hot. It was like struggle city. And then I took the guard. And I, I did a little bit of Wim Hof breathing. Like, I got done with my workout and rested for a second and I was like oh I got the garden hose here and I had Frank's kiddie pool out there so I just stood in the kiddie pool and I was just going to run the hose over my head and uh, um, I did a little bit of Wim Hof breathing to you know kind of prepare myself but I was used to my tap water yeah and uh, it like it, it took you know how when you get in cold and if you're not doing the Wim Hof it takes your breath away yeah I hit it I hit it on my head and my back and I went <gasps> oh, I was like, oh shit <laughs> I was like then went my fucking Wim Hof breathing. I was like, I was not expecting that. Like, that water was fucking cold. Yeah. It felt good, man. So I was doing, I was doing cold showers every day in Denver when I was there. Cause it was, it was legit. Like you had to prepare for it. Like here, I don't even think about it. It's not right. even a thing anymore. Cause the water here, I've tested it. It's like 70, 71. Yeah. That's not cold. No. That's not cold at all. That's as cold as it gets this time of year here. Yep. But I don't, their water source in Denver is coming from up higher or something. Yeah. And it's, it was cold, man. I didn't check it. I didn't have a thermometer to check it. But. Today, I'm going to kind of do the same thing. I'm going to go do a workout, be nice and hot, and then I'm going to fill my stock tank up and dump 70 pounds of ice in there and see how cold I got. It's funny. I bought this uh, baby um, bathwater thermometer, so okay. it, so it's a little rubber ducky. Yeah. It's got a thermometer on it. <laughs> so I'm going to be floating around in my stock tank with this rubber ducky as a thermometer. It's fucking awesome. Seeing how... Because, you know, what's Wim say? You got to get the temperatures down to like 61 60. degrees yeah. or 60 61. or something like that. Yeah. That that's like the warm. Yeah. That's like the warmest it should be. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping because last time I did it, I dumped about thirty pounds of ice in there, and still the water only got down to I think it was like sixty seven or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I'm hoping. I'm hoping sixty to seventy pounds of ice will get it down there. I'm sure it will. We'll find out. Get it so, close, man. I don't know. It, it, as warm as that tap water is, and as warm as it is outside. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll see. I'll yeah. try it. I mean, I got nothing to lose. Mm. Just make more ice. Yeah. yeah you know. Figure it out. One. Just row with the paddle you got. Yeah, exactly. Old would say. So, so I'm looking forward to doing that today. Yeah, that's... I'm, I'm actually... I'm kicking around getting a tank or something. Dude, the stock tank, 45 bucks, dude. I know. It's, the ice is the is the big thing. It's not the tank. No. It's, it's the fucking ice. ice. It's committing yeah, to... Yeah, you got... You got... Because the reason the stock tank works better for me than, like, my bathtub... Because I just have a normal size bathtub. I don't have, yeah. like, a nice jacuzzi tub is, you know, you can't get all the way in. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you can sit in it, and then your water only comes right. up you know, past your belly button, and I'm sitting up with my legs out. But if I want to get my upper body in, I got to, like, lay down, and then I have my feet like this, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just, like, it's not it's not conducive. You know, yeah. but that stock tank is big enough to where I can sit in it with my legs fully extended, sitting on my butt, and I can be water above my shoulders. Fuck yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's a big size stock yeah. tank. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the jacuzzi tub we got is pretty big, but I still have to, like, Either have my shoulders out or my yeah. knees out or feet out or something. I can get a lot more in me than a regular tub. But still not. But yeah, it's yeah, that stock team for, for forty five bucks. Yeah, man. I know, man. That's uh, XPT does that shit. Where you, like they'll have like an exposure, like an ice bath is one of your stations. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll do some exercises and then some cardio and then fucking jump in the ice tank and do a few rounds of that. So uh, yeah, the ice is a pain in the ass. I looked at getting like a commercial ice maker, like yeah. an old, like an old hotel one or a restaurant one. Yeah, those things are expensive. Oh, more money down. Yeah. Spent even used ones. I started. Hit, I hit up Craigslist and like the Denver area. I started to see, dude, they're still like old, kind of beat up used ones. Still like a thousand bucks, man. Wow. There's several thousand dollars for like newer ones and shit. Jesus. Like, yeah, dude. I wow. mean, I didn't go way down the rabbit right. hole. I am not an yeah. ice machine expert by any stretch of the fucking imagination. Yeah. So I found the solution is just, dude, like the desktop one is like the size of that trash can, a little bit bigger. And that cost me $125 at Best Buy and plug that bitch in and it'll hold, it doesn't hold all 26 pounds, obviously it's not big right, enough. Right, right, yeah. It, the most it'll hold in the basket is like a pound and a half, something like two pounds. So you just turn it on and run it until that basket's full and I dump that in a trash sack and throw it and I got a chest freezer out in my garage. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, that, that's the next thing. You got to figure yeah. out how to store it is. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. That's that's been, a, it's not a super easy procedure. No. I mean, because your guys' freezer's full because you got a family of four to feed. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a giant freezer. Yeah, see, I got, a cha- I got a little chest freezer outside, but it's just me. Yeah. And so I don't have, have a ton of food in it. So I got room for 70 pounds of ice in there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude. So it seems to be a pretty good method so far. So, I mean, I can't, I um, mean, obviously with this this method, I can't do ice baths every day. Right. That's a, that's a problem, but do I, I really guess, want to do man. ice baths every day? Yeah. You know I don't know, I mean? man. Yeah, I don't think it's really necessary. I don't think so either. I, I mean, if I had a cold plunge, if I if I could have, if I could figure out a way to have like a continual like cold plunge pool to where I could have a, you know, a thermostat on it and keep it at 55 degrees or whatever, you know, and just water's filtering through, well, of course, that'd be ideal. Yeah. But I'm... I'm just that, that fucking Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins yeah, has one there. The, like a fucking like square that you just plunge step pool. in. Yeah, yeah. He's got a he talks about the benefits of a plunge pool. But. Yeah, yeah, we're not quite there yet. Nope. So I'll just do my cold showers. Mm-hmm. Stick with that. And just keep keep at it now, and the water's gonna slowly get colder as we right. move later into the year. So yeah, yeah, just keep it up. Fuck yeah, dude. Cool. I'll say we probably called a wrap, man. No, I, I gotta, think it's I, good. I gotta get home and take my one dog to the vet. And, do all that kind of shit today. So. Got some responsibilities. I do. Can't train today. I gotta go home and be a professional dog physical therapist. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. It's, it's life. It is. Throws your curveballs once in a while. You gotta adapt. Yeah, I know, man. If you're gonna commit to other 
life forms sometimes they're going to require time yes as I remind myself and I'm sitting there arguing with my kids for 30 minutes and I look up and I realize like god damn it it's 30 minutes of my fucking life <laughs> gone so anyways cool alright All right, let's call it a wrap alright All right, see, see you thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast thank you all for listening you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!